Shape Moda designs women's trousers to suit everybody's shape to get the perfect fit. Just imagine that as soon as you wear a pair of trousers, they feel like the best piece of clothing ever. Dress for your body shape with Shape Moda and make a huge change in your life now. Go to shapemoda.com and find out which body shape you have. Shape Moda gives you the perfect fit. Welcome back to the Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle and I hope you're all enjoying your August, whatever you've been up to, whether you've managed to get away or whether you've just been enjoying the incredible, mad, hot weather we had recently. And I'm kind of glad it's gone, to be honest, and that there's that kind of very normal, very Irish grey pallor to the sky outside. I'm a bit contrary like that, but I have to say when it started raining, I did get a little beat skipped a bit faster in my heart. But today we're not going to be talking about the weather. We're going to be talking about Karens. Yeah, who knew that, you know, when my mom was giving birth to to me back in Cork in 1974 and picking the name Karen out of a magazine that she had been reading, I was meant to be a Sinead and suddenly became a Karen. That, uh, yeah, 47 years on, my name would be attracting such attention and not always for the right reasons. Now, that was one of two Karens we got together to discuss what it is like having that much maligned name in this day and age. So I'll be bringing you that conversation in a little bit. But before that, a few stories about women and women's issues that might be of interest this week. Some very good news. Scotland this week became the first country in the world to provide free and universal access to period products when it passed the Period Products Free Provision Scotland Act 2021. And that became law this week. And obviously that news got a great reaction Action, but less positively received was the appointment of a man to the new regional role promoting period dignity uh, and that has provoked criticism and consternation. The new period dignity officer is a man called Jason Grant who has previously worked in tobacco sales and as a personal trainer and he was announced in that role for the Tay region of Scotland in what is believed to be the first role of its kind in the UK. But his appointment has received an incredulous response. Former Wimbledon champion Martina Navratilova posted on Twitter, this is just fucking ridiculous. Have we ever tried to explain to men how to shave or how to take care of their prostate or whatever? This is absurd. And uh, politically in Scotland, that was also sort of agreed with the Scottish National Party's Westminster leader, Ian Blackford, told Sky News that it was far better that women are in these posts than anyone else. It's a policy we should all be proud of. At the end of the day, I think there should be a priority of having women in place to these posts. And I'd be interested in knowing what you all think, actually. So if you have any thoughts on that, on whether men can be period dignity officers, email us on the women's podcast at irishtimes.com. I'd love if we had a period dignity officer in Ireland. Uh, but I do think if we had one, that person might, it might be helpful if that person knew what it was like to have periods. But let me know what you think. I was delighted uh, to see a landmark uh, report this week on the views of tens of thousands of Irish Catholics about reform and future direction of the Catholic Church. And it was wonderful to see that respondents in great numbers have all called for leadership and decision-making roles for women. 
including ordination to the priesthood, which is not something that, as you know, happens. And according to the National Synthesis Report carried out last year through the Irish Catholic Church's 26 dioceses, the role of women was mentioned in almost every single submission. People said that the exclusion of women was regarded as particularly hurtful and many young people can't understand the church's position on women because of the disconnect between the church's view of women and the role of women in wider society today. Young people perceive the church as patriarchal and misogynistic, the report said. And Professor Mary McAleese, who's been banging this drum for many years, was delighted with the report. She said the overwhelming view and priority of the people of God is that the exclusion and inequality visited upon women and LGBTIQ plus members is not Christ's way. So you never know. Maybe there is change afoot. And finally, we just wanted to say a huge well done to Rasidat Adeleke, who has produced a superb national record run of 50-53 to finish fifth in the final of the women's 400 metres at the European Championships. She is a 19-year-old Tala woman running in lane one and by her own admission she's still learning how to compete at this distance so it's an incredible result the fifth fastest personal best to the field of eight lining up at the Olympia Stadion in Bavaria so well done to Rasidat Adeleki and I bet we're going to be hearing a lot more from her in the future. Now to Karen's in America the name Karen was one of the top 10 names for girls born in the States during the 1950s and 60s, peaking as the third most popular girl's name in 1965. But who on earth would name a baby Karen these days? Well, not very many, because last year there were less than three baby girls in Ireland recorded with the name Karen. That's according to the Central Statistics Office, who couldn't tell us exactly how many. Was it zero, one or two? Because when they're under three, they don't tell you how many. But we're going to guess that zero people called their baby Karen last year or this year and that there won't be any Karens born for a while. This is because Karen has in recent years become a widespread meme referencing a specific type of middle class white woman who exhibits behaviours that stem from privilege. Karen is associated with the kind of person who demands to speak to the manager in order to belittle service industry workers. She also has an asymmetric haircut, a short sort of bob. Not sure about what the reason is for that. But as the meme became increasingly mainstream, some people have also argued that it's ageist and sexist. And this week we heard that Karen's Diner is preparing to come to Ireland. This is a restaurant that's already in England, a restaurant where you can expect to be treated very rudely and in Karen-like behaviour by staff. So we thought it might be a good idea to gather a couple of Karens to talk about having that name these days. Karen O'Donoghue is Innovations Lead with ChangeX, a non-profit working with communities and funders across the world to address a range of social, environmental and economic issues. Our second Karen is Karen. Karen Hand, who is a social psychologist and brand strategist committed to unlocking systemic change. She has researched the public and expert stakeholders on child resilience, repealing the eighth and driving food sustainability. I began by asking Karen O'Donoghue to tell me what it's like having the name Karen in this day and age. It is definitely uh, an interesting experience that I give different amounts of time to, (laughs) depending how much I've got on and how much coffee I've had. Um, Yeah, who knew that, you know, when my mom was giving birth to to me back in Cork in 1974 and picking the name Karen out of a magazine that she had been reading, I was meant to be a Sinead and suddenly became a Karen. 
that uh, yeah, 47 years on, my name would be attracting such attention and not always for the right reasons. Certainly not. So tell us for anyone who's listening who's not that familiar with it, what are the what are the wrong reasons? Tell us about Karen's these days. Sure. Well, God, I have my own opinion on what Karen means to be, which we'll probably get into in a little minute, but broadly for context. Um, the whole Karen thing was brought to me by my very good American friend, Aaron, uh, with the world famous meme now about the Karen demanding to speak to the manager. And I laughed like proper LOL, you know, to be cool, like because I absolutely asked to speak to the manager. So we, we had a laugh about it. I identified with it. I got it straight away. No insult taken. And so that was probably a nice, casual, gentle introduction to the whole Karen thing. And that was a few years ago now. And so over that time, I have become increasingly aware then of actually what that uh, signifies. Probably the worst being the haircut that is so associated with that name. Um, But then... What is the haircut for anyone who doesn't know? Oh my God. Okay. Well, see, some people might like it. So I need to be a little bit cormuck here now. But for me, it is not my hairstyle of choice. It is what would probably be described at best, a long pixie. At worst, a long pixie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my God. It's just a very severe thing. And then there's a bit longer than the other. There's an asymmetrical vibe. There's an asymmetrical vibe to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And then there's bits sticking up at the back and it's just... Very odd altogether. But hey, each to their own, but right? Each the haircut, to their own. The haircut of the Karen is, is actually they're probably their, their least offensive thing in a way. 100%. So, so again, as much as the crack there can be had about them speaking to the manager, blah, blah, blah. What I now understand is, having looked into it a little bit more, um, is that the origins of Karen and the association with it is actually far more serious. And it is a name that has then been used to describe uh, women, white women, particularly of a of a middle class who have all the privileges in the world and then choose to abuse those privileges uh, as being very classist, racist, uh, and then anything from that down just to being obnoxious, entitled, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it it can have a giggle and, and it's OK for for us to have that. But actually, it's also got very, very serious connotations. Yeah. And there was a woman, I think, well, I think where I first heard about it was a, this woman in Central Park who mm. was racially abusing this man who was out. I think he was walking his dogs or something like that. And she ended up shouting and that went kind of viral. And that was the mm. first I, I heard of it. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. Karen H, come in here. You remember that one? Yeah, no, well, I, I remember it because I was just refreshing my memory on it today. Actually, she had her dog off the leash and he, That's it. he asked her to put her dog back on the leash and she reported him. Right. So she was the classic uh, privileged white female in that context, abusing a, a black man uh, for daring to tell her to put her dog on a leash. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that clarification. But that's (laughs) the one I heard about. But just on that, I mean, let's get into the sort of more serious connotations of it, because being called a Karen, you know, it's not the best name in the world at the moment. And and it does have quite serious implications if you were going to take it at face value. Absolutely. And 
again, like like Karen, like my mother named me Karen. It was it was a really cool, exciting name mm-hmm. from Denmark or something. Uh, it was it was it was a big big hit uh, back in Ireland in 1965. It was 28 in the ratings, and it was three in America. So like it was a pretty cool name. Um, but all cool things had to get out of date. So I noticed the decline of the Karen and just thought it was just fashion. Uh, and then for me, what happened was my, my teenage girls came home and said, Mom, have you heard about these real Karens? And I said, no. And they said, well, you're not one. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I am one. And they said, no, well, it's the boys, the teenage boys had been telling them in particular about these real Karens. And it seemed as though the real Karen as a teenage boy experiences is a bossy mum. So I said, oh, right, okay, whatever. But having looked into it on a more serious level, Roisin, absolutely, it seems that for African-Americans in the States in particular, there's a certain type of, of um, entitled, you know, white privilege which they experience. And over the years, they had started to, uh, particularly with the advent of uh, internet memes, had started calling these behaviours people. So there was one called Barbecue Betty, and there was another one called Permit Patty, and another one called Golf Cart Gale. And gradually all of these morphed together to becoming a real Karen because no more than than Ashling, which I know you, you've mentioned before, this became kind of synonymous with this bad behaviour, obnoxious behaviour from these women. But as with all good memes, it's kind of morphed since then. And there became this other Karen character who was known as the person you wouldn't want to be friends with. And the idea was that she was a bit stroppy and a bit mouthy. And, and she's the one I think that the Karen O.D., feels we want to defend a little bit because at some level she's just speaking up for herself. Right. So what we suppose we're talking about is that there's some qualities of the archetypal Karen that if used for good can be mm. great things. It's it's a, The problem is when the so-called Karens are using it to, as you say, you know, abuse their privilege, to look down on people, to be obnoxious, to just be generally horrible. But Karen, um, oh, you would like to kind of make a bit of a plea for the, the good parts of the, the Karen-esque behaviour. I, I do. I mean, I let, let's be very clear. I have no intention now or ever defending anybody that is racist, thinks themselves to be better than and uses any position of influence or power or entitlement to cause harm to others. Like, and, you know, I have a very different name for them and it is never going to appear in a top 10 Google search. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So like, I don't care what they're called. I have no interest in discussing them, defending them, etc. But in terms of the characteristics that are, say, the mid-range, the mid to low range (laughs) characteristics associated with the Karen that are often presented as being, you know, I think Karen, Karen H, you just used word like balchy and a bit aggressive and whatever. If we were to look at those in their right size and in the right context, and let's use them for as the power for good, whereby we are assertive and we are using our voices on behalf of those who have been silenced, or we are simply using an opportunity to respectfully, but very definitely ask for better customer service if we want to go with the manager one. Or you know what, if it's the manager who happens to be the Taoiseach of the country or the head honcho of an organisation or a lead policymaker or whomever that is in charge, we absolutely should be using our Karen in inverted commas selves 
to speak up and out against something that is unacceptable? Why should we not ask for better service, better engagement, better policy, et cetera, et cetera? So again, back into the context of it, whereby it can be used from everything from, you know, something literally on our doorstep and wanting to speak to the manager in a restaurant and say, this was not so good. Or, oh my God, imagine passing on a compliment. Imagine asking to speak to the manager, as I do often, to say, this was exceptional. Your staff are outstanding. The welcome was amazing. Thank you for helping with me with this problem. Or indeed saying, listen, you all need to have a little chat with yourselves. That wasn't so good. I'm not willing to pay full price or blah, 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 whatever yeah. it might be. But yeah, like the sliding scale, like I just feel strongly that we collectively, but certainly people in Ireland have become insanely passive. Like we've become insanely passive, whereby we're happy to sit on our ass, sit on our phones, sit on the fence and give out about other people doing whatever it is, Karen or otherwise. Whereas actually what we should be doing is using the opportunity and the privilege that we have to make change. So yeah, if that's what being a Karen is, that can bring it on. (laughs) Karen H, what do you think about that? Well, with my social psychology hat on, I feel that... um, you know, we have to watch, like much as the origins of this was to call out, as Karen O'D has just said there, to call out people who are, are, are using their voice and, and just to kind of compound their power. I think we also have to watch that, that women and, and the Karen, there has been a critique of the Karen meme that it is sexist because she is normally a woman, although we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and, and it just concerns me that it would... Um, it would make me, women feel bad about speaking up, mm. even just at the basic level, even if they weren't speaking truth to power, even if they were just saying what they would like on their salad. And, you know, we have that Irish thing where we don't complain and we have that woman thing where we don't complain. So I, I would like to feel that in some senses, a Karen and indeed this Karen, we don't know who, can be a positive role model for us in speaking up in the right context for the right reasons. Uh, and I'd want that for my daughters as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's just important. But the point I made about the men is also hilarious because because as with all good memes it started you know it started morphing already and now you get a situation where Donald Trump has been called a real Karen and is arguably the original diva in that context and you have a situation where men are can be called a real Karen Uh, you have a situation where black women or men can be called a real Karen so it's very interesting how it's circulating and, and, and kind of morphing. This podcast is brought to you by ShapeModa.com. Log on today to find your perfect fit. And just tell us, Karen O, in your job and in your life at the moment, how have you um, used your inner Karen-ness for good, (laughs) let's say? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I am a Karen from the inside out and... um, you know, I, I can't speak to like being a Karen. I can only speak to being this Karen. And and I do firmly believe that if I had left Victoria Hospital in Cork on the 11th of November 1974 as Sinead, which was plan A, <laughs> I'd still be this person and this woman because, you know, I've had the life experiences, good, bad and indifferent, that have created who I am chatting with you here today. So I think I would always have been um, opinionated, assertive, resolute, determined, impatient, kind, pain in the ass, 
intolerant at times, you know, all the, you know, warts and all kind of human that I am. But interestingly then, the fact that I have, and I am currently working in the world of social impact and social innovation. I mean, I work currently with an incredible organization called ChangeX. I meet people who are bringing their Karens to all sorts of social issues day in, day out, whether it's um, sustainability, whether it's digital divide, whether it's children with no access to play, I mean, all sorts of things. Um, and so in that context, I suppose, being my true self and being being the Karen that I am, um, it, it, it works, right? And it means that I also, as you know, Roisin, have had an, an opportunity to bring myself and my Karen is to talk about the Ukrainian crisis and to challenge people within the system and outside of it to do better and to do more. Just recently, like as in literally last week, I needed to address a very serious issue that is happening. And this is a heads up to everybody out there getting their kids, getting ready to go to school and secondary school. Please don't worry so much about the uniform and the haircut and the new shoes. Check your child's phone. Check your child's phone and what is going on in Snapchat. And so I had to be Karen and address a very, very serious matter there. And yes, go and speak to the school and go and speak to other people's parents. But but rightly so. And, you know, that's not being a Karen. That's being a mom. When I go and do the work that I do, whether it was with Change X, whether it's as a volunteer, whether it's in the amazing days of GIY, that wasn't being a Karen. That was being somebody that was lucky enough to be in a position to be socially conscious, have an opportunity to affect change and then to do and to continue doing the very best I can from that position. So it's kind of odd in how as much as I do not associate with anything to do with Donald Trump, I mean, that dude just <laughs> makes me sick to my very core. But you know what? People like him, male, female, whatever they're called, I'm going to use a line that my best friend, Anne Grogan, gave me, which I think came actually from her mom. Don't even ignore them. Don't even ignore them. Like, obviously certain serious situations need to be met head on. But in the day-to-day -day life, assholes like them who don't want to engage and don't want to listen and have nothing to contribute, don't even ignore them. And let's just focus on what we can do. So yeah, I am, I am a Karen in, in every sense of the positive, in every sense of the word. And I want to ask you both about something you told me about Karen O actually is the Karens for Hire, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it's an organisation yeah. in America that is actually... Again, using those positive characteristics of Karen to help other people sort out problems in their lives. I'm just going to read a little bit out from their website. They describe themselves as being all colours, shapes and types and um, with decades of experience in their chosen field. A Karen isn't exactly the bogeyman. How many times do you have to get taken advantage of before you've had enough? We're willing to bet you're already there or you wouldn't be here. Enough is enough. This needs to stop and we're here to help. Karens have been changing your way of life for the better since before you were born. Don't believe us? You want to tell me Alexander Hamilton wasn't a Karen? He was a, he was assigned to write only seven essays to Congress. Hamilton chose to embrace his true nature and wrote 51 essays to Congress in defense of what is now our Constitution. That's a Karen if I ever heard one. So these are a group of people who are going to People can write in, they can pay $10, $15. They have a problem. They want to talk to the manager, but they're not able to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. But these are Karens for hire. What do you think of that, Karen H.? I think it's brilliant. 
I love it. Uh, they've totally reappropriated the, the the trope. I love the troubleshooter aspect. I just saw Hamilton at the weekend in London. Um, I think it's great. Um, he, of course, was a real Karen. And uh, I love the idea of celebrating, troubleshooting, mm. being vocal, being creative, being willing to speak up and no more than we've all seen with, with um, referenda and things in, in Ireland over the last few years. We need a bit of encouragement in Ireland to speak mm, up. And I'm hoping yeah. that, that, that the positive real Karen behaviour and indeed movement, which I've now recognised it is, can really help us all get a bit better at, at speaking up and, and, and speaking out about issues. And uh, Karen O, tell me what it's like on a day-to-day basis. I mean, how many times? I mean, how this conversation came about is that we met uh, down in Cork just casually and you told me your name was Karen and I just really suddenly realised, oh my God, what's it like to be a Karen these days? So what is it like for you? Do do you have to listen to it like 10 times a day, five times a day? Do people mention it all the time or not? Or what's it like? Oh my God, not (laughs) at all. I mean, first of all, I don't have time to tune into that shite. Like I'm too busy (laughs) working, managing a home, hosting Ukrainians, fostering feckin' animals, polishing my halo. You know, Jesus, I don't have time (laughs) to engage with anything like that. And generally speaking, people wouldn't call me a Karen to my face. I mean, I don't know what they're saying about me behind my back and I really don't care. But people generally wouldn't say it to my face. My children have, funny enough, like Karen H., um, they have said it to me at times. And I'm like, OK, you said it once, right? I like, I, <laughs> I dare you to say it again. <laughs> but OK, grand. And then I have some good friends, Karens, who again, like back to the Karens for hire and back to the positivity. I would have those Karens on my team or be on their team any time. Like these Karens are incredible humans. I mean, sometimes I imagine, right, slightly going off the question, like imagine if we actually had a government of Karens, like actual get shit done Karens. Like, can you imagine? I mean, I don't think it'd be all easygoing. Like, let's be very, you know, <laughs> know what we're like. But like, oh my God, imagine if you just let us in. Or Yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll digress. So, as a Karen today, right here, right now, um, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I'm I'm proud to be who I am in the world. I I like my name. I will protect it. I love conversations like this because it gets me thinking. It gets me to to see that something that I thought and still think is a bit of crack and worth talking about and can have a positive kind of action to it. Actually over in America has a much, much, much more serious connotation and reference. And that's good to realise and at least be aware of it, even if I don't engage in it. And um, yeah, I don't I don't have a concern. Like, thank God. Amazing. Yeah. What about you, Karen H? Is it something you're uh, are you still being told, reassured by your children that you're not a Karen? Don't worry. Well, you see, I'm I'm a sucker. I'm I'm reassured by the kids. Uh, I, I was on the call with somebody, a friend, my best friend, before this, and she said, "You're not a real Karen. You're the anti-Karen." <laughs> and I said, "Oh right, okay." But I am interested in these positive uh, values that the Karens talked about. But on a more serious level, like in general, we are we are. I'm fortunate enough, and I, I think I have to own it that I am a privileged white woman. Mm. So so. I'm not going to be the one that has the bleeding heart and the crocodile tears about this. You know, Mm. it's being used for good in general or its origins were for good. Uh, So I'm going to celebrate it. But I told you, I was talking to you both earlier about, I had a cousin in the UK and, and she was actually christened Tracy, which we all thought was a very exotic and amazing name, which she was called in, in, in 1970 when she was born. 
And then as Birds of the Feather came in the UK as a, as a TV programme, there were characters in it called Sharon and Tracy. And they were a certain type of kind of fun-loving, but a kind of working-class girls. And it became, it became pejorative in the UK. It became used in tabloids and whatever. And my cousin actually changed her name by Depole in, the, in her early 20s to Mary, which was her second name. And like, we were A, amazed that anybody would even know how to change their name by Depole in those days. But B, as Irish people, we were quite surprised that she would change her exotic name, Tracy, for what we regarded as a normal name, Mary. But she's Mary ever since. And I was saying to Karen earlier, it just shows that it was obviously getting to her at quite a serious level and at her self-esteem and whatever. And much as perhaps she should have been able to rise above it, it does show how cultural slagging you know, does need to be watched. I'm not saying particularly in this case for me at the moment, but we just need to keep an eye on it because it is a form of bullying when it gets to some level for some people. Yeah, absolutely. And I should I tell you both that um, this Karen's Diner, I was telling you about it earlier, is coming to Dublin. So this is a diner where you get to go um, to be treated very badly by the staff. Um, at Karen's, you'll be greeted and waited upon by rude waiters who in return are expecting you to give it full Karen, a place where you can complain until the cows come home because we literally don't care. And I, I really would like to bring you both there, I think, when it comes. Let's go. And to tell you some good news is that if you're actually named Karen, you get a free drink in that place. <laughs> well, Roisin, you need to get a ha- half a free drink for bringing us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and we'd love to go. <laughs> that just makes me die laughing. Like, hey, I mean, if I had feckin' time and money to be able to go out for dinner, the last thing I'd want to do is go somewhere where I was going to be treated rudely, even if it gave me full permission to kind of get all Karen up on my Karen high horse about it. But yeah, for the crack, sure, why not? Brilliant. Okay. And have you any final thoughts on being a Karen or would you like to make a plea to anybody who, you know, to think about the Karen meme and to maybe reframe it a little bit, given what you've all said? Um, I just think I'd love to see it harnessed for good. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I do like the idea of how the women dealt with the dry robe attack <laughs> and kind of, you know, well, they, re, they, 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 they reappropriated it. And I, yeah. I, I, was see, I saw tweets yesterday of we are dry robe wankers. We are. Mm. And like, good for you, mate. So I think to, to re, rather than sitting around feeling hurt and wounded about our name, you know, mm-hmm. which is our name, but we're more than our name. I'd yeah. like us to get out there. Let's show the world what a real Karen is. A, a good one. It can morph. If it morphs bad, it can morph good mm. again. And you never know. It might be back in the top 10 in about 10 years' time <laughs> if we get it right. Yeah, and I think Shakespeare said it, didn't he? What's in a name? A Karen by any other name would smell as sweet, maybe. <laughs> She already does, Roisin. Well, I'm very grateful to both of you, Karens. And on behalf of all the Karens who I'm sure are listening, there's lots of them. And it's made us all think about you both a bit differently. And thanks very much for coming on, Karen H, Karen O. And uh, next time you're up in Dublin, the the, the drink in Karen's diner is awesome. on me. And, or awesome, on them, actually. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, More Roisin. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. That's it from me for now. Thanks so much to the Karens, Karen Hand and Karen O'Donoghue. And the podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, and by Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. Get in touch with us on social at IT Women's Podcast. We're on Twitter and 